0: Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for unconventional musicians, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a women-led and owned company whose mission is to guide musicians and move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so much for listening in. On today's episode, we are featuring Monty Mater, a rock artist who just recently moved to Nashville. Uh, Before Nashville, Monty was living in New York, and then right around COVID, she actually decided to uh, buy a car and tour the National Park System. And so basically she lived out of her car for three months. And her story is super unique, if you can't already tell. But I love this person because she is dedicated to helping people through music and dedicated to helping people through fitness. So strap in, get comfortable because Monty's got an amazing, wild story to tell you.
1: Well, I tried
0: Welcome everybody. So we have Monty Mater with us today. Monty, thank you so much for being here. Could you say hi for me? Hello and thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So Monty is going to be performing at the end of the month at the April Showcase at Music on the Move Studios hosted by Marathon Music Works. Monty, let's talk a little bit. You were actually just telling me that you are a personal trainer. So, can you tell me like what's the what's the secret of having a healthy lifestyle? And a music career, because those two things don't typically go hand in hand.
2: Um, and, and it is really tough. And, and I got into personal training because um, I lost 90 pounds um, oh. when I was younger, and I ended up going to school for clinical exercise science and became a certified exercise physiologist. And so, and then it just kind of, I didn't come into music until later in life. Like I was not one of these people that's like, I've known I wanted to do this since I was five. I didn't start like writing my own music until I was 23. And so one of the things about having a healthy lifestyle, like it is difficult because typically as a musician, you're going to be up late, you're going to be out at bars, you know, you're probably eating late. And one of the best things that I have found for myself and for a lot of um, other artists that I do train and work with is incorporating intermittent fasting. Um, because intermittent fasting gives you a lot more control over what you're intaking, no matter what your schedule is. Oh. Um, And the other thing is just to to build a lifestyle that works for you. Like in the fitness industry, for a long time, it was kind of preached, well, You have to do all of this a very specific way. That's the only way it's going to work. But no two people are the same. Like, and, and our lives are different. So you have to build something that you can stick with. So I found that for myself, for a lot of artists, intermittent fasting is probably the best thing that has worked for a lot of people because our schedules are so crazy. And also, it naturally saves you money. You don't count calories. You're not measuring things. You're just eating kind of intuitively within a certain window of time. And that's it. That's really it. Um, and then outside of that, it's just about, it's just about moving more. You know, it's not about, you don't necessarily have to become a bodybuilder or anything like that. Like it's just do movement that excites you. If you don't like to run, don't run because you won't stick with it. Right. Uh, And so those are kind of the biggest things uh, I have found as far as balancing a healthy lifestyle with the music career and the only other thing that tends to be tricky for a lot of artists myself included is just being mindful of how much you drink because especially if you're somebody that gigs every night mm-hmm. it gets really easy to all of a sudden you're like wow I've had 3 drinks every night this week and uh that's something that'll slow your metabolism down uh just because alcohol is a depressant sure and so sure. it's just it's just being mindful of of those kind of decisions and just making it, making sure that you're balancing that out
0: thank you so much for the advice that's that's very sound sure. advice Anytime. So how do you keep yourself motivated with all of the things that you do? Because it looks like you have a lot of projects going on.
2: I do. I have a lot of projects. And and I will be the first to admit that I definitely have times where I'm like, I'm so stressed out. I can't do this. I'm just going to sit in the corner. like, <laughs> um, You know, but... What really helps me as far as I'm I am a little bit of an intrinsically motivated person. So I I do tend to be very driven. Um, But I find that like when I when I hit rough patches or when I feel discouraged, because even even like uh, I just got back from vacation with my brother and I got back and I was feeling really stressed out and kind of getting into that mindset of, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I should have accomplished so much more by now. I'm so disappointed in myself and like feeling like a failure when, when I start to feel that spiral starts to hit and that spiral will just put you in paralysis, like you won't end up doing anything. Um, what I do is I, I force myself, I'm a journaler. Journaling really, really helps me, but I force myself to sit down in those moments and like revisit the things that I have accomplished and like remind myself that just because I haven't gotten everything that I want doesn't mean I haven't accomplished anything. Um, so for me like and and the the place that I usually go back to is in my early 20s and this was kind of the catalyst to me actually pursuing music which is what I did want to do my whole life. I just grew up in an environment where that was not encouraged. Um and I was engaged in my early 20s my uh fiance at the time and I opened a personal training studio and um and it ended up just ending really, really badly. Like he was seeing several other people and he stole my identity and he put $65,000 of debt in my name.
0: Oh my God. And
2: I ended up being homeless for 10 months. I was living illegally in a warehouse and um, it just like my life fell apart. Like this was the person I thought I was spending my life with. I thought my life was on a certain trajectory and I had to file for bankruptcy at the age of 23. And I, I was just, you know, I kind of felt like I had failed before my life even started. Like I was just getting started. And I remember sitting in the warehouse and just being like, okay, like I've literally lost everything but my clothes. (laughs) What do I want? Um, And it was in the face of that decision that I'm like, I have always wanted to write poetry and write and sing songs. And that is what I've wanted to do my entire life. And I'm going to do it. And I borrowed $800 from my dad. And I drove to New York City, I moved to New York City, and I rebuilt my life. And I ended up building like a six-figure training business that funded my art. And I began the exploration into what does what does an artist of Mater look like? Like, what does that look like? What does it sound like? Um, and that is something that I revisit because I'm so proud of being able to come back from that situation.
0: Yeah.
1: So
2: when I start to feel overwhelmed by my projects, I, I go back to that place and remind myself, okay, like I've been in much worse situations before and I can do this too.
0: Wow. Holy shit.
2: Yeah. My, my early twenties were (laughs) rough.
0: (laughs) Damn girl. You are a force.
2: It's been a journey. It has been a journey.
0: (laughs) Wow. I'm sitting here in shock. Just like, how is this even possible? Like you, you are such a beacon for people who are struggling in the music industry right right now. I mean, I mean, everybody always hears like, you know, it could always be worse. Well, it sounds like you you have already kicked worse in the ass. And now everything else is just like, you know, just dust your shoulders off a little bit. It's going to be fine.
2: Yeah, well, and, and the other thing is, is you know, for better or for worse, I've I've been forced in my life to have a lot of perspective um, on, uh, like, look, being able to look at things and say, like, okay, I know that this feels like a big deal to me, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not. Because I had that incident, obviously, and then two years later, there was a really rough summer for my family, and um, we had a lot of people pass away, including my dad, who oh. was my only parent. And like, my dad was the center of like the way that my universe worked and it was, it was unexpected and it was, um, and that actually, like, even in spite of what I had gone through before, that was the first time that I faced something in my life where I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Like this, I don't think I can do. Um, and going through the the grieving process and the learning process of like, all of a sudden it completely alters your reality about what's really important. Um, and And it does get so easy, you know, especially because as artists, like our art matters so much to us. Like it's a part of ourself. It's a, it's a spiritual kind of offering that we're putting into the world. So it, it's so important to us, but it's also important to kind of take that deep breath and be like, you know, what really matters is the people that I love and the people that I inspire and being able to focus your perspective on, those kind of values allows it kind of takes the weight off of us. Cause I think sometimes artists, we just feel this crushing weight of like our dreams sometimes, and I got to make this work and I have to do this. And, you know, we struggle with imposter syndrome and we do all this stuff, but to just take that moment and that breath and be like, you know, what matters, like, my you know my spouse matters my my family matters you know what this group of people that i've created community with matter and being able to kind of alter focus really helps take the strain off of a lot of the projects that we work on so for me i usually go back to those two things and just remind myself of one i've been through harder than this two I understand what's really important. And if the only thing I ever do as an artist is I inspire a few people or I make people laugh or it just brings joy and enrichment to my life, that by itself is a win. Yeah. You know, and just reminding myself that life is meant to be lived in, you know, and if something doesn't bring you to life, then it's too small for you.
0: Wow. Take that. Okay, everybody that's listening right now, take that advice that is that is literally some of the best advice that you could get not just as a musician but as a human in general that is so huge i'm i'm going to make aaron put that on one of our music motivation mondays
2: absolutely absolutely and a lot of times when we get worried and we get stressed out and and everything a lot of times worst case scenario is not nearly as bad as we think it is right um, and sometimes I'll you know, I just moved to Nashville a couple months ago and I ended up getting my own apartment and I had been living in my car, driving across the country and hiking state parks. Like that's what I spent three months doing.
0: Oh my God, you are so awesome. <laughs>
2: so I was like I was like, I don't know if I can be confined to an apartment and it's this much money because I wasn't used to paying rent anymore. I was living in the car. Right. And um, you know, and so I was getting stressed out and I was having so much anxiety about it. And I sat down and I wrote out like what's worst case scenario like with you know paying this amount of rent having my own place and all this stuff and worst case scenario came down to like if i lost all of my personal training clients and couldn't you know, like the worst case scenario was i had to get a different job yeah like and i was like oh okay that's that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i can handle that
0: it's all about perspective Exactly. That's so cool. So, okay, so tell me like what what kind of car do you have? Is it kind of like a van or is it just like a like a sedan? What do you, what is it?
2: No, it's a Nissan Sentra. Oh. So, <laughs> when COVID hit and and I had kind of known like internally like I do rock music, there's not a strong rock scene in New York and I had kind of known that my time there was ending. And I didn't know how that was going to look. Obviously, I don't think anyone anticipated COVID. And when COVID hit and my entire training business naturally transitioned online, I was like, Hey, freedom, what's going on? Yeah. And so I ended up, um, I bought a car and it was, it was amazing because I ended up getting the car fully paid for between the support of a random person I had met in an airport two years before, (laughs) uh, and my clients. And it ended up, I walked, I walked off the lot with that car paid in full Mm -hmm. and, I decided that I had always wanted to do like a massive road trip and I had always wanted to be super mobile and I'd never done it. So I sold or gave away everything that didn't fit in the car. Like everything that I owned fit in the trunk in the back seat. Wow. And I just lived like that for three months. And I, you know, I'd train my clients in the morning, I'd hike the Grand Canyon in the afternoon. And I was uh, working on a book of poetry. That's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and writing my next project. And uh, so when I got to Nashville, which was kind of accidental, I didn't plan on moving here. Um, but when I got here, I, just, I didn't really have anything. I was like, this is cool, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, it's just a regular little Nissan. I, his name is Geronimo, call him
0: Ron for short. Love it. Yeah, I'm actually, like, looking up, like, a Nissan Sentra right now because I'm like, exactly how small is that? <laughs> it's, yeah, that's, it's like a, you know, it's a, considered a compact car, so that is yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's like
2: a compact sedan. Yeah. It was by far the most liberating kind of period of my life to just be that free and be that light. Um and I had been working on a lot of things, uh, since my dad had passed away. And during that time I had been in a, um, really, really violently abusive relationship that oh, wow. took me a really long time to get away from. And when I finally did, I just decided, I was like, okay, there are some internal things in me that need to heal, that I need to adjust. My mindset needs to grow. And so I spent two years like really committed to that healing and to that work. And, when I took that trip, I felt like all that work just fell into place. Yeah. And I can say now that even in my most stressful times, like this is the happiest I have ever been in my life. Wow. Like I am so unbelievably happy. And I like, look at my life and I'm like, my life is freaking incredible. Like,
1: this is amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you like your women and your horses tall and strong i wish it wasn't true because i gotta tell you i was hoping i heard that wrong and then you put your hands on my side
0: you said we could take it to your car we could take it way That's too awesome, far sir. number one just congratulations on you know i'm pulling through so many hurdles but then like really coming out of it And actually being happy, not just like, yeah, things are better. No, you're you're actually happy with everything that is going on in your life right now.
2: Yeah. And it's it's a great feeling. It's awesome.
0: That's I mean, so many people just they struggle so badly to try to find that level at which that they can be happy, but still be focusing on these projects that mean to them. And that's it's hard. It's a balance. Right. Yeah. Um, So. You know, I, I want to talk about the, the album that you started working on that kind of, you know, kind of helped you move permanently to Nashville. So uh, it's called, is it called Purgatory? Is that the, the Purgatory, album? Purgatory, yeah. Nice. So talk a little bit about Purgatory for me.
2: Uh, So Purgatory is it's kind of a mix of songs. So I do a lot of rock music, but I do tend to write some ballads and stuff as well. And when I started writing Purgatory – um. And I chose, I even chose purgatory. It's not actually an album. It's going to be a series of singles. So I'm going to be releasing one single a month for, for a full calendar year.
0: Oh, cool. Um,
2: but I wrote it because, um, for me, it's, it's about the gray space, like that period of waiting. And especially for women, like when you get to your mid to late twenties and beyond, we're like, okay, you know what? I thought, I thought life was going to look different right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're navigating maybe the dating waters, or you're navigating growing into a new chapter of your life, or you're not, na- you know, you're navigating these things. And so for me, I just took the sto- my stories from my period of waiting like my, my gray space, my purgatory, and just wrote about them. And so it's everything from, uh, I have, I, I love writing like cheeky songs and I love my sense of humor and that's just something that, you know, so I have a song coming out, for instance, it's called crystal mess and it's about my experiences on Tinder. Oh, well wow. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, but then I have another song, um, that's called one more sunrise and it's, it's about my personal struggle with depression And I've got another song uh, called Feeling 19 at 29 where it's about, like, this, again, like, growing and and becoming a more mature woman and being in this space of, like, you know what? I I thought I'd be married by now. You know, I thought that this and this and this were going to happen, and they didn't. Right. And just navigating that space of, you know— just, just accepting who you are and growing into that next chapter with confidence. And so it's just, for me, it's just the story of this kind of waiting period where all the pieces aren't in place and, and not everything is where it, you know, it should be, but, you know, and a lot of it's funny because I do, and I write about very specific things. Um, and so a lot of it's really funny and humorous to just being like, you know what? Life is like that. <laughs> like, um, and then some of it's a little bit more serious about like a lot of the struggles that we all go through. And a lot of this, you know, I think all of us have these moments where we feel like everyone's so much further ahead of us than we are. Yeah. When in reality, most of us are in the same situation in some form or another.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: and that's what i wanted to communicate to people is like yo we are we are all in this together <laughs> like <laughs> trust me i get it you know and i wanted to do a single a month because i just wanted to tell a story and i wanted purgatory to become a community to be again, just people relating to like, I get this story, like laughing at, you know what? I understand this Tinder song. I had something similar happen or (laughs) listening to a song and be like, man, I know what it's like to, to be knocked down kind of over and over and wondering, can I get up again? Yeah, You know? And I, um, so one of the things like, and even in my logo, it's, it's my face split with a lion because I've, I've always resonated with both the lion and the Eagle are like spirit animals for me. Um, but I wanted to call this group the pride. And so what I'm hoping that Purgatory does is creates a community called the Pride where it's just people supporting each other and people standing in the gray space together. You know, because I think especially with social media and after a year of lockdowns, people are really isolated. Yeah. And and social media it convinces us that we're connected while isolating us.
0: Yes. Uh, absolutely.
2: And, it, and it's very hard to, to develop like meaningful connection in that space, like unless you're willing to be vulnerable and unless you're willing to kind of be a little bit open and transparent with people. And that's what I'm hoping the project does is just gives people a sense of community if they don't have it. Especially because in our minds, we get in, we get in our heads in these situations and we tend to isolate ourselves because we think we're the only one going through it. Or we think, I don't want to bother people with that. Or that, I know I shouldn't feel that way. That's stupid. And it's not. Like, we all do. Um, and so I'm hoping that it just kind of opens a conversation, whether it's funny stories about, you know, the, um, the shark waters known as the dating pool. Or, like, <laughs> you know, going, just going through life. And, and especially for women, like, getting older. Yeah. Life changes. You know what I mean? Things like that. And just just creating a space where that can be talked about and we're like, this is normal. This is what life looks like. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just living. That's all.
0: That's all anybody can do. I was just talking with a friend the other day about how, you know, we're both in our 30s now and we're looking back at when our parents were our age and we both realized that they also had no idea what the hell they were doing. Even though, you know, when you're the child, you look at your parents and they're like, oh, yeah, mom and dad, they know everything. They, you know, they they have this down. They have this adulting thing down. When in reality, nope, that's a lie. You know?
2: (laughs) Everybody's figuring it out as we go. Because you think about it, every time you enter a new chapter, you're somewhere you've never been before.
0: Yep.
1: Yep.
2: So nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> like, not really. We're all kind of faking it till we make it, you know.
0: Absolutely, and well, and I think it's so awesome that you're that you're releasing these singles, you know, once a month, and you're you're telling this story and creating a community for people to just open up and say, "Yeah, this is where I am. It's not, you know, necessarily where I want to be." Or, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Who else is struggling with this? Have you gotten through it? Have you not gotten through it? Can we, you know, can we connect over it? Because." We are all in this together. And that sense of community, real community, not, you know, Facebook Mm -hmm. fake community, but that real community is so, so important if we're going to continue to get through COVID and still be mentally healthy.
2: Yeah, it makes a huge difference. and one of the things I learned with my, my personal story, and just again, the, the things that happened in my life at, at early ages is especially with the, um, like losing my dad, which was just something that was just so like, to me seemed so unfair. Um, uh, you know, because I was sitting at 25, just like I have no parents, I have no grandparents, like, I, what is happening. But in that time, you know, and not, I would never wish this on anyone, but I've had a lot of friends, a lot of acquaintances, a lot of family lose other people. And they were able to come to me and say, I know you got through this. How did you get through this? How do I hold on? And it was kind of this ray of sunshine on a cloudy day. In my experience to say, you know what? This was a really horrible, hard experience for me, but I am so glad that I can give the gift of companionship to you. Yeah, I can give the gift of hope to you. Because I've been there. And when I say that I know how you feel, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. You know, and that that's such a beautiful, like, that's a gift that I'm so thankful came out of that. That, for me, is kind of the um, the grace in disguise to be able to step into that, pa- that pain space for people. Because I am not afraid of people's pain spaces. It does not scare me.
0: Yeah. Because I've been
2: there. And um, I think that, that that's an area that a lot of people don't necessarily have a lot of community in
0: it's well it's because it's hard it's hard to sit with somebody Mm -hmm. in their pain and allow them to hurt when it makes us so uncomfortable but the reality is they need that space they need to feel those feelings and they need to see their way through it yep
2: and and it's you know and as humans we you know it is uncomfortable and we want to fix it and when you're facing certain things like that you can't and what you have to do is I you know a lot of people over the years you know have come to me with their grief and just been like you know does it get easier like what happens what's the journey and I and I've and I've told people like listen this is not something you get over it's something that you get through yeah and and I and I'm I'm really honest with people especially in the grief space because I think that there's a lot of kind of placating in the grief space where it's like oh you'll feel better in time like no you actually don't (laughs) Like that's not that's not real. And I understand why people say that, but you know, someone came to me and they're like, Does it get easier? And I was like, No. But you will get stronger Mm -hmm. and you will grow into something that you never knew was possible.
0: Right. Yeah. You know. It doesn't get easier, you just learn how to live with it.
2: Yeah, and you get stronger and then as you get stronger and as your perspective, you know, all shape like changes in shape. All of a sudden you're, you're so, you become so thankful and appreciative for what you have. You become thankful for experiences. You begin to enjoy those memories. Like, and that's just, that's just the strength of humanity. Like, I wish that I could communicate to people how powerful they are. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know what you're able to do? Like you, you as an, a human entity can alter the course of the universe.
0: I think if more people realize their own power, the amount of fear that they that they feel would be minimal. You know, exactly, I
2: mean, it would totally change everything.
0: Yeah, they they would not be the same person. Not just other people, but like even us and ourselves. And and you know, moments where we're just like, well, I don't know if I can do this. Well, the the reality is, yes, you can. You just have to push hard enough and push through it.
2: Exactly, exactly. And I believe that you know. Humans, I, I love people like and humans, I think are just so fascinating to me, but it's, it's a personal mission of mine, even with my clients, um, you know, cause they face weight loss and fitness and it's a hard, a hard topic for a lot of people. And I'm like, no, like you can change anything. What is it that you want to change? Like, we're going to step into your power and I'm going to step into it with you and we're going to see you alter your own universe. And that is just something that I love seeing people grow into.
0: What a gift. That is so beautiful. Well, Monty, I think that's about all the time that we have for today. So I just, first of all, I just need to thank you so very much for coming on the podcast and talking about your journey. It's, I know that it was a rough road, but man, how beautiful it is to be able to share that with people. So thank you for sharing that with us.
2: Well, and I am so thankful to be on. I'm so thankful you had me and just listening to that story. And I'm really excited for the show
0: on the 28th. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be an awesome show. So this uh, this podcast is going to air uh, probably in May. So uh, please, everybody, be, be on the look for Monty and uh, join, join her pride because this is the type of human that we need to follow. This is... You know, she she speaks truth in all of these words, and she is a strong, powerful force to be reckoned with. So, uh, Monty, go ahead and tell us where can we find you and your music?
2: Uh, so it's Monty Mater on all the socials. So Instagram, Facebook, it's just M-O-N-T-E-M-A-D-E-R. And then it's MontyMater.com. And that's where all my stuff is
0: (laughs) awesome well thank you so much friend for for being on today and just speaking some major truth bombs today i really appreciate you
2: thank you so much like this is awesome so
1: awesome with Bill Belichick.
0: Well, my mind is blown. If you want to know more about Monty Mater, you better go check out all of her socials, her website, and please, most definitely, listen to that chick's music. She's got so much to say. If you want to learn more about Paradox Jukebox, you can find us at musiconthemovestudios.com backslash Paradox Jukebox. And also, big shout out to our girl Erin McClendon for our theme song, Shakin' In My Boots. You can get it wherever you find your music. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Find me at katietompsonmusic.com. With that being said, I'm going to go join Monty Mater's pride. Y'all take care now. Bye-bye.